So we will get into Romans in a little while. But first, did you guys like last week? Yeah. You liked the donuts? Yeah. And we don't overindulge, right? So what did you learn from that last week? Come on, I need your feedback. Because these older ones don't give me feedback. Say that again. The devil can tempt you with the small little things. Right? I love it. Good job. Rebecca said this would keep you going. What else? What else? What else did you learn last week? You got You ate too much? Oh, no. I'm not supposed to do that. What, Rebecca? There is a heaven and there is a hell. Who said that? Jesus. Not me. Jesus, right? I'm not the authority here. Jesus is the authority. Now, Rebecca, I'm not going to find rappers, right, Hezekiah? No rappers in here. Unless you're going to... Okay. All right. So, nobody ever called that rapping, right? It is Mother's Day, so you better get some rapping going on for your mamas, though, okay? All right, a different journey of life to eternal salvation. I almost called this a journey of life to the cross. But we have heard in this sanctuary from rabbis that say that the cross can actually be something that the Jews don't love. So I renamed it the eternal to eternal salvation. But that cross is what paid for our sins. So again, reviewing, we're going on a journey through this series. Today we will lead up to the point of salvation. That salvation was pinned to that cross and Him overcoming death. I struggled to give this one, as I said, a title. However, last week we talked about Jesus and He talked about heaven or hell, pointing us to that peace. So we know that those are the two options for all eternity. We also saw that the Torah, this scripture, gives us direction in our life. So we have hell, which is damnation for all eternity, or we have life forever and ever. We will come to Romans 6.23 towards the end, but I also want to mention it here. Because it says that the wages of sin is death. If you don't accept that salvation and you keep living on that dangerous path, then you're going to be sent to that eternal damnation. For the wages of sin is death. But the 623 says, the free gift. Okay, I looked this up. I did some research this week. It says free. I don't like that word free. Because it's going to cost you. It's going to, it has cost me. In my decisions, it has cost me things in my life. And that word, when I looked it up, could be replaced with favorable or gracious gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So let me read this to you again. For the wages of sin is death, but the favorable or gracious gift of God is eternal life. In Christ Jesus our Lord. That's the only thing that can bring us to this point. The only thing that can get us into heaven. Because no matter whether you have stolen, 
or whether you have lied, that sin in and of itself has separated you from God. But that salvation through Jesus Christ. Let's look at the scriptures though. I've taught you, I said it last week, we always turn to the scriptures. I'm not the authority. Who's the one and only authority in all the scriptures? Jesus. That's right. You want another candy? Yeah, you keep giving me that answer. You're going to keep getting candy. Of course, that's my daughter. <clears throat> All right. John 14, 1 through 6. Let's look at this passage real quick. I have it here. Now, Jesus is comforting his disciples because he's telling them about going to heaven and they won't be with him. But Jesus says, he points to himself as the truth, the way to eternal life. John 14, 1-6 says, Do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. You believe in the Heavenly Father, believe in me. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If I were not so, I would have told you. For I go to prepare a place for you. If I go and prepare a place for you... So he's getting it already. You see, you're the bridegroom. Or he's the bridegroom and you're the bride. You like that, guys? Yeah, we're the bride. Get ready for it. I can point that out later. I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And you know the way where I am going. Thomas, I love Thomas, the doubting Thomas, right? But he, he points to me sometimes, I think Thomas does. But Thomas said, Lord, we do not know where you are going or how you're getting there. Or how do we know the way? Ay, 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 oh boy. Right? Jesus said, Thomas, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Jesus said to Trevor, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He said to Rebecca, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He said to Hezekiah, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me, through that cross, through that salvation. So there the authority is speaking. Let's look over in John 11, though. We find him comforting once again. This is a passage where he's with Mary and Martha. And Jesus proclaims that he is eternal, eternal life. Right here. The resurrection of the dead. If you believe in Him, you don't have to die ever. You see, because we don't just look at these bodies. We look at eternity's perspective. So John eleven twenty five and 26. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even if he dies. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? I do. That's something that we all have to come to on our own. It's not something that your parents can make a decision for you on. It's not something your grandpa can do for you. It's not something my aunt or uncle could do for me. I had to come to that conclusion on my own. You guys love, and you know, I use props all the time. Right? Okay, I have some friends that are coming here today. Okay, and I, I kind of need a seat. One of them, have you guys ever heard the backside of the cross? If you've been raised in this church, 
Like I was raised in a Southern Baptist church, I was raised on the backside of the cross. Do you know why Dr. Stokes, the way this is all set up is scriptural, do you know why the cross is back there? Because you have to enter through there to get to here. Okay? We look that way. That's the cross. We continue to look towards heaven. Right? We're looking towards something. You're raised on the backside of the cross. Let me introduce you to my first friend. My first friend. Ready? This is Mary. Okay? Mary is 12 years old. She's been raised in church. And so, she's been raised on the backside of the cross. Mary, I have to get to my last page because I have some notes on Mary. Right, Mary, you've told me that your father is a deacon and your mother is a Sunday school teacher. Wow. Mary, would you like to add anything? Well, yes, I would. I was also eight years old when I said a prayer in church. And I did it because my friends and my cousins, they were all going to get baptized. And I, I didn't want to do it on my own. But I didn't really understand. Okay, Mary, thanks for letting us know that you still continue to struggle with your faith. Okay? Now, let me introduce you to somebody that's really never been to church. Okay? I wish these were kind of frosted doors. So you couldn't really see it. But hang on a second. I got to go get this guy. He's a really big guy. <clears throat> but he's willing to share his testimony today. Now this guy's name, he's 38 years old. And his name, when he was born, his parents called him Sue. Okay? Now, you still hear me? Alright. Now, what? What do you want me to do for you, Pastor Trevor? Oh, hold on. I know you don't like that name Sue. Right? No. You know I don't go by that. I go by Bubba. Alright, Bubba. <clears throat> I can respect you, Bubba. Now, what have you done in your life? Well, I was really young. My, my dad left us when I was four. And my mama, she was a motorcycle mama. She was in motorcycle gangs. Really, Bubba, that's pretty tough. Now, what happened was, I ended up in jail. Oh, okay, okay, hold on, Bubba, hold on. I know we're going to get to your salvation story in a minute. <clears throat> but, what happened when you were continuing to go down the path that you were going down as a child? Well, I saw people actually stealing things and taking things. That's the only way I ever knew. Really, Bubba, that's really tough. Did you ever hear about Christ? Well, no, I never knew about Christ. Why well, I need Him, I just go get what I want when I want. Okay, Bubba. We'll come back this way in just a little while. Will you stay here? Do you see Bubba here? He's never been in a church. He's on the back side of the cross. Does it sound like he's had a pretty rough life? His mom left. 
or no, his dad left. He was raised by a mom that was in a motorcycle gang. How did he get his stuff? He got it. He learned to just steal. Is that in the Torah? We shall not steal? Yeah. Oh, Bubba. Wow. Kind of worried me here, Bubba. And then we got little Mary over here. She's got her own faith journey, doesn't she? Well, let me tell you a little something about this. Paul, who's Paul? He's known as Saul at the beginning. I have a feeling, you think Bubba could have killed some people? Hurt some people growing up? Yeah, I think so. Did, did anybody else in the Bible ever kill people growing up? Or when they became older? Was it Saul? Yeah, it was Saul. Better known as Paul. Interesting enough, he wrote most of the New Testament. At least two-thirds of it. So, let's look at Philippians. Let's look at somebody that reminds me a lot of Bubba here. Philippians 2, 8-13 through 13 says, Being found in the appearance as a man, making sure I'm in the right place, Yep, he was a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death. He's talking about Christ here. Can you imagine? We just saw a king go through his thing over in England. Can you imagine him saying, I'm going to become a peasant. I'm going to become a common person. The king of kings, Jesus, was with God, said, I am going to come down here and become mere man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient in the flesh. He's like Superman. He could do whatever he wanted. He's even better than Superman. He healed people. I've never seen Superman heal somebody. But he became obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. For this reason also God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. So then, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, Work on your salvation with fear and trembling. Wait, I got to work? You got to work on your salvation? Wow. For it is God who is at work in you, both to will and to work for His good pleasure. Wait, God is working in me. He's working in you, Mary. He's working in me. He's working in my daughters. He's working on Hezekiah. He's working on each and every one of us. Do you feel guilty over some things that you do at times? Yeah. Have you taken those steps towards baptism? Some of you have. Some of you haven't. But at some point, the veil, the umbrella of your parents is going to be gone and it's going to be up to you. It's up to each and every one of us at some point. But it says we are to work out 
our salvation through fear and trembling. Wow. I can tell you this. If I ran into Bubba out there in the world, I would think I'd have fear and trembling going on. Wouldn't you? I would. But at the same time, if I trust in God to get me through it, that would be okay. All right. So Bubba. Bubba's working through his salvation. He's scaring people. He's going along just taking whatever he wants. And Mary here ends up... Mary, you want to tell him? Yeah. I actually ended up staying home one night from Sunday church because I didn't want to go. I was starting to come into my own ways. Remember, I was baptized at 8. But now, at the age of 12, I realized I made that choice because I didn't want to be alone when I made my salvation and proclaimed Jesus as my Lord. So something was going on inside me. Okay, hold on. That's good. So God is working in you. God is going to be working in each of you as well. Through the years. Now, we also have back here, you may, I'm going to keep Randy busy as he does that video, right, today? Now, Bubba. Yeah, I'm coming to you. What do you want, Pastor Trevor? I want you to tell them what happened and why you started to struggle with your faith. Well, let me tell you. I, I have a friend and his, he died at the age of 34. And before you knew it, he had a little daughter and I was trying to feel his shoes. And she wanted a bike. Well, I just went around the neighborhood and I was looking for the best bike for his little girl, of course. Yeah, Bubba? And what did you find? I found a pink bike for her. She was great. And it looked so good. And yet, I went to go get it later on that night because must be that little girl didn't care. And so the sun was starting to go down and this little girl came out of her house. She caught me taking the bike. Really, Bubba? What was her name? Her name was Mary. Can you believe it? Her name was Mary. I found out later that that was Jesus' mother. Okay, okay, Bubba. So, you were taking the bike. Let me get this right. You were taking the bike, and Mary came out of her house. Yeah. And, and what happened, Bubba? Well, she, she confronted me. She said, that's my bike. I said, I don't care. I'm taking it to my friend. Okay, and what did Mary say after that? Well, she wasn't scared. She wasn't scared of me at all. She actually said, you can have my bike. Just do me a favor and go to church on Sunday. And what, the little girl told you that? Yeah, she did. And so I said, okay, I'm going to take the bike and I'll be at church on Sunday. Wow. That's pretty interesting. Do you like that? Ended up at church on Sunday because of Mary. I don't know if it's the same Mary. Now, let me tell you something else. I got in a fight later that night. And one of my brothers, who's a biker, he ended up shooting somebody. And I ended up in jail. I didn't do anything, but I was still an accessory to murder. Wow, Bubba, you've been through some stuff. Did... 
you go to church on Sunday? Well, I had to keep my promise. I've always been a man of my word, so I ended up in the church of jail. Okay, all right. Wow, this guy kept his word. I believe some motorcycle gang members that I've met throughout my life have kept their word at times. That guy's a tough biker, let me tell you. Paul here, also, trying to be a man after his own word, we, we can look at further information because God wants us to give everything to Him when we come to Him at the cross. You see what's going on here? God's working through His Spirit on Mary. He's working on His Spirit in Bubba. And so we continue to see, what does God want from you? Let's look at Luke 14. Let's look at Jesus once again. Okay? I almost knocked this one out. But I'm going to keep it because Jesus says what He wants from us. And in Luke 14, 27... He says here, Whoever does not carry his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Your cross is not going to be my cross. My cross is not your cross. For which one of you, when he wants to build a tower, does not first sit down and calculate the cost to see if he has enough to complete it? Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish all who observe it began to ridicule him, saying, This man became, began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king, when he sets out to meet another king in battle, so in other words, they're going out to war, will not first sit down and consider whether he is strong enough when 10,000 men, with 10,000 men to encounter one, coming against him with 20,000. Or else, while the other is still far away, he sends a delegation, Hey, let's make peace. We don't need this. So then none of you can be my disciple who does not give up all his own possessions. We have to be willing to give. Whatever our desires are, we have to set them aside for Christ himself. That's what's going on here. You see, God wants us to be willing to put him first. Whatever comes in life, if we put him first. Mary had a bike. And she was willing to give it up if that mean, old... He wasn't old. He was only 38. Okay. But, mean old guy, biker guy, take my bike, just go to church on Sunday. He ended up in jail. He ends up going to church still. He hears some guy being preached that day who also had been a big, bad guy Paul, Romans 6, we're here. I'm going to start going through my notes because I typed this one out. Starts with, in verse 1 of Romans 6, What shall we say then? Are you to continue in sin so that grace may increase? Shall we continue to go against what the Torah says? No, may it never be! How shall we who dies, we die to sin, Still live in it. You see, there's two different ways. Paul said this last week. We talked about it. Eternal life or damnation. Following righteousness, following sin of the flesh. 
Moving on to um, verse 3. Or do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus have been baptized into his death? Huh. Another step. One of the first steps after you say, Yes, Lord, I'll make you my Savior, is to be baptized. Philip, being a witness for Christ and being a disciple of Christ, was witnessing to an Ethiopian. And the Ethiopian, wanting to be a follower of Jesus, said, Hey, why can't I be baptized? There's a puddle of water right there. You do what you can. And if you're eager to follow Jesus, you say, Yes, let's do it now. See? Therefore, we have been buried with Him through baptism into death. So that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too might call or might walk in the newness of life. For it is we have become united with Him in the likeness of His death. Certainly we shall also be in the likeness of His resurrection. Knowing this, that our old self was crucified with Him in order that our body of sin be done away with so that we would no longer be slaves to sin. For he who has died freed us from our sinful nature. Right? So we can do this. We can get rid of our sinful ways, our ways of this body, and live for Christ. We prayed, each one of you, whether you like it or not, you were standing here at one point, crying, some of you, some of you, but you were all blessed because you're on the backside of this cross. You've learned His ways. You're walking according to certain scriptures. And the Holy Spirit, I know for a fact, is working on you. Not just today, but throughout your life. Verse 8, Now if we have died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with Him knowing that Messiah, having been raised from the dead, is never to die again. Death no longer is master over him. For the death that he dies, he died to sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. You have to decide that same thing for yourself. Let me repeat this little part. He, the life that he lives, he lives to God. The life that you choose to live, can it be yours? It can't be yours. It's got to be lived unto the Lord. Every little step. Karen and I were just talking about this this week. The choices that we've made in our own family has stopped us from gaining riches here on earth. But we believe they are riches in heaven for our own daughters. Those are the key points that we have to keep making. Even so, consider yourselves to be dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ, Messiah Yeshua, Jesus Christ. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey lusts. Trust me, when you go to college, you're going to be thrown out a lot of lusts. You're going to be thrown out, hey, this opportunity and this opportunity, hey, and this girl over here wants to talk to you, and this boy over here wants to talk to you. Do you go in the direction of, Lord, let me put that person in front of you. May I pray for that person? And is this the direction I want you want me to go? Do not go on presenting the members of your body to sin as instruments. I looked that one up too. It said instruments or weapons of unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those alive from the dead and your members as instruments 
of righteousness. See, there, there you go again, the two. You have eternal life, you have damnation. You have eternal life, you have damnation forever and ever. Your choice. For sin shall not be master over you if you are walking with God. For you are not under law, that is, of sin of the world, but under grace. You are under grace of the Lord. What then? Shall we sin because we are not under the world or the law, but under grace? May it never be. We don't keep on sinning. Do not do you not know that when you present yourselves to someone as slaves for obedience, you are slaves to the one whom you obey, either of sin resulting in death or of obedience resulting in righteousness? How do we get righteousness? How do we follow Jesus? Anybody? Yes. By accepting him and getting baptized. How else? By reading his word and praying to him, following his ways. Right? Anybody else? Anybody over here want some candy? All right. So, here we are. Let's go. I'm going to skip a few verses. Oh, I'm going to jump down to 19 if I'm not already there. I love this. Because Paul says right here, I'm speaking in human terms. Are you human? He can't do it in spiritual terms. He's got to do it in human terms. Because of the weakness of your flesh. Wow. Thanks, Paul, for doing this in human terms. Because I'm weak in the flesh. That's for sure. For just as you presented your members as slaves to impurity and lawlessness, Torahlessness, that's what I called it, impurity and Torahlessness, resulting in further lawlessness, so now, present your members as slaves to righteousness, resulting in sanctification. Let me stop there. 19. How do I do that? I'm already living this way. Let me, let's go back here. So, that man back there, that bear man, right? He's back there, and did he start with killing people? No. Did he start possibly by lying? He started with lying. Okay, and then did he start stealing? You see how this is getting further and further? If this is the righteous path, do you see how he's getting further and further away from this path over here? And then he was so far away that he stole, or he was about to steal Mary's bike. But Mary said, you take my bike, just end up in church on Sunday. Okay? She wasn't scared of no big bully, big guy, motorcycle guy. She just was wanting to talk about Jesus or talk, get him to go to church. She figured God do the rest. It wasn't that big of a deal. But you can see how those little sins build up to bigger ones. Okay, 20. For when you were slaves to sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. So you, you choose a world, don't live for God, go your way, do your thing. However, therefore, what benefit were you then deriving from the things of which you are now ashamed? When we do things that are against what the Torah or what God's Word says, what happens to us? We become ashamed. For the outcome of those things is death. I told you we end up here again. But now having been freed from sin and enslaved to God, you derive your benefit resulting in, if you 
Practice what God says. It becomes sanctification and the outcome of eternal life. For the wages of sin is death. But the favorable, the gracious gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. You see how this all works out? God has all these blessings more than this candy. He wants to give you. He wants to just say, Here! Here's a bunch of blessings! Here! Here's a bunch of blessings! But if you're not walking on this path, let me have some candy back. You can't have that blessing. You can't have those blessings. If you're not walking on this righteous path, God doesn't give it to you. Can God save Mary? Yes. Can God save Bubba? Yes. He's on the other side of the cross. He's never heard about God. He's in prison now. Wait, hold on, Pastor Trevor. I want to say something. Oh, okay, Bubba. Okay. All right, Bubba. What do you want to say? Well, let me just tell you. I went to church that Sunday, and I heard about the gospel of Jesus. I had never been given a gift in my whole life. And when I heard it, I didn't quite believe it. But I was given a gift of the Bible on that Sunday, and I took it back to my cell, and I started reading it. And because I believed it, and I said, you know what? I can't keep doing what I'm doing. I'm doing things wrong, and... I took Mary's bike. I had to start thinking that I was the one that possibly put Jesus up there on the cross. Yeah, Bubba, you did and I did. Oh, Pastor Trevor, you wouldn't have put him up on the cross. We all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, Bubba. But because you are willing to take the salvation that Jesus gave you, you're no longer on the back side of the cross. Or on this side of the cross, you're on the back side. You can now see that salvation. And you can come in with us into this place. Because you, you dedicate yourself to Him. Mary, what happened to you? Well, like I said, I stayed home that night from church. My parents went on because I was 12 and I could take care of myself. Well, Mary, you seem to have made, you were baptized at 8. Yeah, but you have to remember I did it because my cousins, okay? So God was stirring in you something going on. Yeah? Yes, And so that night when my parents got home, I was just sobbing the night away. And they came to me and said, what's wrong, Mary? Did you get hurt? I said, no. I said, I just want Jesus to be my Savior for real. And I did it at eight. Really, Mary? And what happened after that? Well, I went to the pastor and I talked to him. And I actually was baptized the second time because this time was my choice. Mary, you... You actually show us a good example of what's going on. In our church, we do confirmations. 
And we want everybody to take that faith on themselves. Not for others, but for themselves. Well, I hope I can help. But each of us have to come to that salvation on their own. And you did it. You got rebaptized. You started living for Christ. You see, Mary, you teach us what it's like sometimes to be on the backside of the cross. Each of us have maybe a little bit of Mary, a little bit of Bubba going on, but each of us have to answer, just like Mary and Bubba did. Because Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even if he dies. And everyone who lives, even if he dies, and everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? He was here on earth. He stepped down out of heaven to live and show us how to be that eternal salvation. He showed us how we should live and bring that hope to others. Have you counted the cost? Are you ready to dedicate yourself? I hope whenever the time comes and you've worked out that salvation testimony for yourself with fear and trembling and understanding what it's going to cost you, sometimes we don't know what it's going to cost us. That's true. Until the time comes and we say, Lord, I've been walking with you and I trust you and I have to keep following in this way because I know no other way but to follow you. You see, that's the most important thing. You take today's step, and you say, yes, Lord, today. Tomorrow, yes, Lord, tomorrow. Yes, Lord, today. One step at a time. He brings us to that point where one day He'll tell us, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the peace that I have created for you, and He built you a home. I pray each and every one of you will take that same step as I was able to talk with one young lady today who's going to be confirmed in just a few weeks, which I'm excited about, which I'm excited about confirming each and every one of you. But we also have to continue to set the example for you in our homes. We have to set that example in our relationships. And we have to continue to set the example in this world of darkness. And so we choose each and every day Not our salvation, but to continue to walk in the righteous path. Because our salvation is sealed and our names are written in the book of life. So, I pray for you guys in your journey of life with Messiah. And I ask the Lord to continue to walk with you each step of the way. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we come to you now. We thank you for this time. I thank you for your scriptures that show us how to live a righteous life, how to turn to you. And most of all, I thank you for your Son and how you sent Him so long ago to bring us to eternal salvation through His blood and His suffering. And yet, Lord, you continue to work on each and every one of us and you make our hearts tremble and you help us through certain situations. And yet, Lord, we can always look to eternal salvation because that is our hope for all time. And so, Lord, today work on each and every young person here and I ask you to work on their journey of life, asking you to bring them to the point of that cross and that salvation and help them. Not let one of them go against that salvation choice that they will someday make. And this I ask through your Son, our Savior. Amen.